They really don't. Lies, lies, and fallacies. <laughs> spreading lies. You spreading lies? No, I'm not spreading lies. I don't believe you. No. By the way. What? We're recording. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Paranormal podcast where we talk about all things paranormal, spooky, dicks, so many fucking dicks. Bob Cranmer's house. Fuck you, Bob. Yeah. Randall's multiple trips to Europe. Which, which are over. Are now over. <laughs> done. I do have a trip coming up to LA. Okay. That's not like Europe. Five or six days in about three weeks. Okay. Fair. Not Europe. It's for work. Fair. Anyway. Yes, I got it. Then my travels are over, over. Some and some butter fudge. He yes. brought us some butter fudge. I brought you some butter fudge from Ireland. This came from a little store towards the end of the Ring of Kerry. Oh, the Ring of Kerry. <laughs> um, where I also bought She's a bunch of Tony's Chocoloni for the whole coach, or for half the coach. And I brought Z some this amazing. So I went and I, oh, I can't eat the whole thing. No, we'll share it. Okay, I'm, I'm taking a bite, handing them out. And I have a story from Ireland for oh, you guys. Oh, Christ. I love Ireland stories. Oh. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's so buttery. Mm. Yeah. It's not just a clever description. No. no. Wow. It's a very buttery fudge. Wow. <laughs> Butter my fudge. <laughs> <laughs> if only I wanted to. He's <laughs> like, mm. Thank you. He's like, yeah, well, Ass. not into that. I don't want to. It I'm actually feeds not. into my story pretty well. But I'm, you ooh, guys introduce your introduce everything first. Okay. I'm Z. I'm D. Um, that's Randall. The hey. <laughs> oh, we're there. Okay, cool. That didn't take long. Yeah. No. Do we have backhoes? Do we have any oh. anything? Well, I feel like mine will tie into Randall somehow. So go ahead. Okay. Backhoe away. So, uh, my first night, second night in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So we fly into Dublin. We do our welcome reception and whatnot. It's fun, you know, moving forward. We drive across the country to Galway, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lovely city, and we're staying the night in Limerick. Yes. But before we go stay the night in Limerick, we go to the Bunratty Castle, okay? Sure. Yeah. The Bunratty Castle is basically just a giant QB rectangular thing. There's no, nothing else. There's the grounds, which are very pretty. Right. And uh, a couple of people got to pet rams. Because there's, there ha- there's rams in the little enclosures, and they don't, they're not like, please don't feed the rams, or please don't touch them. The rams just like put their feet up on the wall and poke their heads over, and people were giving them scratches. Aww. Was there there's, a black Philip? Uh, no, they were all brown. Damn it. Yeah. Or they were Irish goats. Oh, they looked okay. like rams. They had curly horns. Oh, cute. Uh, then they had turkeys and chickens wandering around, too. Mm. Yeah. Delightful little time. Uh, and then we go into the castle, and I didn't go in because castles are kind of boring to me at this point. They're all very similar stories. Big rich, old stone buildings. Big old stone buildings where rich people lived with 10-foot thick walls, and then another faction took them over, yeah. and then another faction, and then finally it got turned into a museum by the country. Yes. So here we are. So the dinner that happens that night Ooh, is, good. it was basically done in cosplay. Oh. So all of the people hosting it were in medieval garb. Oh, God. Ooh. And they were in character. <laughs> And all the food was served medieval time style, so no utensils. Yes. Uh, it was bottomless red and white wine. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we ever went there, they'd have to revoke the bottomless and like, part I, of that. They'd be like, 
There's no more wine. <laughs> what I can we do? Know, I don't know how they did it, but what there's no more wine. It's all gone. We've never had this problem before. These, these two basic bitches drink all the wine. <laughs> how, how, did, how did they do it? How did they do it? <laughs> Saints preserve us. <laughs> Witches. Well, they're not wrong. Witches and also very good at wine. Yeah, they yeah. had. Well, they so they opened up the whole. You go upstairs up this extremely narrow, windy, old stone stairs to a room where there is a very attractive gentleman playing the har- not the harp, uh, the violin. And, I'm into this. And beside him is a very attractive lady playing the Irish harp. Okay. And then another lady joins them and starts singing. And this is just the general. Welcome to our castle entertainment. Please grab some mead that we've poured for everybody and mingle amongst yourselves. Pay attention to us if you want, but also don't you don't have to. Mead itself is actually gross, though. Mead. Did they have real wine or did they have mead? Both. Okay. So upstairs in the reception, they had mead, which I like. Ugh, I'm, I'm a fan of honey wine. Too sweet. Uh, and then downstairs where the actual dinner was just red and white. Okay. And then you could order stuff if you wanted to. Into it. Yes. Very. So, uh... We got up there a little late because me and my travel mate thought we were supposed to be leaving 10 minutes later than we actually were. So oh. they called us like eight minutes after we were supposed to leave and go, where are you guys? Oops. Uh-oh. So we got there a little late, but everybody still got to enjoy everything. It was fine. <laughs> um, and they uh, like four more people come in. They do a little song. Um, it's just acapella. Very pretty. Very, sure. very pretty song. And they're like, all right, come downstairs with us. Join us for dinner. So we go downstairs. And they, the whole thing is more or less rehearsed, but all of them are still very funny. Like their their yes and game is fucking mm-hmm. on point. Like nice. those, they were all super super funny people. So uh, they like name one of the dudes from upstairs as the king of the night, and he has to approve all the food before it comes out. <laughs> so they like bring it to him to taste, and if he approves, then he you know says Thumbs it down. Yeah, exactly. I so be the king of the castle. We get the first thing, which was soda bread. Yes. Irish soda bread is the most delicious thing in the whole fucking world. Into it. Um, and we're all eating soda bread, and the, the leader of everything came over, and he puts his hands on my shoulders. Oh. And, you know, we're all just conversing. He's just being friendly. Like, it's yeah, nothing weird. Yeah, Puts his hand on my shoulders and goes, is this, is this gentleman here misbehaving? Oh. <laughs> and I looked at him like, yeah, what do you think I'm here for? <laughs> And they all, you know, everybody played along. And they laughed. He he made a stern face and then moved on and kept doing his thing. <laughs> uh, that comes back. Oh, so uh, then they bring out the second course, which is ribs. And ribs are okay. such yes. a special, have hold such a special place in my heart. Do they kind of make you feel like a caveman? Yeah. Okay. Especially Same. what, so they were smoked and marinated and they brought them out. And when you went to grab them, only the rib came into your hand. Only I the want bone. to go to there. The bone was the only yeah. thing you can actually pick up. Everything else just fell, fell off. off and stayed on the plate. Perfect. Yum. So we all ate a bunch of ribs, and then I heard someone go, oh, there's more ribs coming. I went, there's more? And <laughs> the server happened to be right behind me. She's like, if you want more, we'll bring you more. And she disappears and comes back with a whole new plate of ribs oh. that I only had like two of. I didn't want more. I was just surprised that, that they were going to be bringing more. Right. Because we still have a whole main course to go through. Oh, Jesus. So I have like three more just to be polite, and no one else touches them. So this <laughs> whole plate of ribs just okay. doesn't get eaten and goes away. Thinking back on it now, I will fly back and get that extra plate. 
But um, <laughs> I feel like this is an evening full of the meat sweats. Oh, it is. <laughs> so I like it. So between each meal, they do this little. They do it like someone does a song, or you know, they do a little routine of some kind. They try to lull you into digestion, right? <laughs> So one of the jokes they kept making was, you know, we're going to be feeding the prisoners all your scraps. And there's this like this little side door that someone slams just to for effect. Right. (laughs) And then he uh, he says, uh, you know, we have terrible news. One one person amongst you has been misbehaving. Uh And as soon as he said that, I'm like, fuck, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) There's 300 people here and he's going to call on me. I know he's going to. Oh, it's like an elementary school assembly where you're just like, I don't want it. I don't want yep. it. Please, no. <laughs> that happened to me once in third grade. I happened to be wearing all red uh-huh. like an idiot. Um, I thought it looked nice because I was eight and stupid. I thought it I did the same nice. thing with orange, right? by the way. And so there was an assembly. We're all in the cafeteria sitting on the floor. And it's a ventriloquist's performance for whatever unholy <laughs> reason oh God, and all no of a sudden way. the scary ventriloquist dummy just goes oh, i see a crayon <laughs> me i was the crayon because i was wearing all red and i had oh, to go up no. there and i don't remember what i think i blacked out from fear sure. after that but you know like oh. as soon as he said someone was misbehaving i was like okay it's me also just fucking go with it and just yes play and along. as much as we can. Just play along, make it fun. Don't 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 try and be an asshole here. Just <laughs> just fucking go. So we're just waiting for him to come out. And he goes and the king, the guy who was playing the king, who was just yeah. there. You know, he wasn't anybody hired by them. He was just a guest who got called on. So uh, he said, "Call out the person's name." The dude just goes, "Randy." And I'm like, "All right, well, here we go." <laughs> so someone comes and gets me, and all right, like because I'm already in the mode of I'm gonna have to go do something. Right. They come and tap me on the shoulder, and I looked up. I'm like, "Where am I going?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's just get it over with. So he pulls me up. If anybody who's listening is also fat, uh, getting up out of benches when people are sandwiched oh, into you no. is not fun because when you stand up, the table is above your knees, so you can't just get up. There's a whole production behind it. So I'm like very speedily get up and then they bring me around to the stage, but they don't put me on stage. They open up that door and, you know, push me, <laughs> quote unquote, down the stairs. Oh. And I they close I like get in and mind you, the the doorway for this dungeon is five feet tall, maybe, and I'm six oh. foot two. Oh. So I have to hunch my shoulders in and duck as they're pushing me in. And they don't like push me in violently, yeah. like you know, they they let me do my thing. And I look down, and in the very faint light coming from outside, I see a dude down there. He's like, all right, so watch your step. It's very, it's it's kind of slippery down here. Oh. I'm like, okay. And I take one. He goes, all right, here's your next one. I'm like, okay. And he goes, all right, now this one's kind of weird. And I was like, give me a sec. And I pull up. I had my phone with me. He's like, oh, you've got a light. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, perfect, because this is a nightmare. So, <laughs> so I turn on the light, and I see the stairs, and he just pats, pats the seat next to me. Come take a seat. I'm like, oh, all right. All right. So okay. I sit down next to me and goes, all right, so here's what's going to happen. First off, you're going to scream for me twice. The first time normal, the second time like a girl. I'm like, oh. okay. And he goes, the first scream, can you scream for me? I'm like, yeah, I can scream. He goes, all right, the first one's going to come in. Three, two, one, now. And I, I'm very loud, so I can scream very, very well. I'm not going to do it now, yes, but yeah. I let out the first scream. And he goes, good, good, good. Okay, second one. Three, remember, like a girl. Three, <laughs> two, one and then I do the higher pitched one. I was that was great. That was great. All right, now you're gonna have to sing. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, 
all right. And I start racing through my brain of like, what's going to be a good song to sing for this occasion where people are going to be into it? Like, I'm not going to sing Joe Cocker because that's dumb. <laughs> and I'm, that's happening in my brain. He goes, just go out there. And when he says so, sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Everyone's going to love it. Then you can go back and sit down and have a good rest of your evening. I'm like, take me out to sure. The game. All right. Okay. So he goes, all right, now go, go. And they open up the door and I come out. And the dude makes me get on my knees and beg to the king guy for forgiveness for misbehaving. Oh, Lord. So, and then he says, uh, what do we do as punishment? And he goes, you're going to sing for us. And I'm like, all right. So, and I didn't, like, I didn't do it in, like, a sheepish way. I, like, put my hands out and started waving every, like, <laughs> I was just like, just be fucking performative. Just be as extra as you possibly can for this. Anyway. And that will get everybody on board, and you'll get off the stage and not feel terrible about this whole experience. So I did the whole, like, conducting thing, and, I, and, and like, immediately after take, everyone was on board. <laughs> awesome. Everybody was on board. And when it came time to home team, all the Americans shouted out their own team. <laughs> The girl to my right was like, Dodgers. I'm like, sure. Why uh, not? Okay. <laughs> That's a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of sport. Nailed it, lady. Sport ball. <laughs> it's sport ball. Yeah. And then oh, I went no. went and sat down and had the rest of the meal. It was very, very, it, like, it was one of those experiences where you know when you are you get called on, it's the worst fucking thing in the world that could happen to you. Yeah. You're like, mm. And my advice to anybody who does that is just lean in and go for it. Because it's not going to be anything more than five minutes. And once you sit down, you'll feel a lot better about it. Okay, well, I have two questions. Okay. One, was it actually the dungeon that you were in? No. It was a It was a staircase that went down to another door. This is horseshit. And I was sitting in a little thing. Okay. Lies. Okay. They're liars. Sure. Uh (laughs) Bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. Two. Uh Uh-huh. Was the castle haunted? I don't know. I wasn't in it long enough. I'm assuming so. Okay, three. I have three questions. Okay. Well, you're <laughs> first off, you're a just liar. Just kidding. Did they do some <laughs> bullshit modern day remodel on it, or was this an actual medieval looking castle? It very. It looked very medieval. Okay. Um, the okay. only modernization they had was they added, from what I could tell, they added stage lights, hmm. so you could see where the performers were. Yeah. Right. Um, and they weren't. That was the kind of shoddy thing. They weren't disguised cleverly at all. They were just hung. You know, that was the only modernization that I could see. Everything else looked pretty original. Very disappointed in their dungeon lies. <laughs> <laughs> I am. She, uh, we just had this conversation when I got here. She really just wants to time travel and go back to an actual medieval castle. Right. Yes. Oh, and the thing, the thing, the reason I said earlier uh, why it would feed into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they said I was misbehaving, they were like, he's been, uh, flirting and being inappropriate towards the other women at the table. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, like, no, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's like, this is a funny thing to be reprimanded for. You are wrong. <laughs> no, thank you. Dungeon But liar. I will play your game. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. And you had something you wanted to tell us about. <laughs> I did. Did you get content? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Is it a thing? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, as most, like, you all listened to last week's episode where what? we talked about the dick fishing. Um, so, I was still, I had no idea what day it was last week at all because. When you were here? Yeah. Well, you just then, got back. I just, literally yeah, just gotten home. Off. 
and but when the episode was released, I completely forgot that, that you talked about it. I had well, not just that, but I forgot that it was Wednesday. So I forgot. Like I, if you notice, I didn't post anything because I always post when I get up. Be like, new episode is live, y'all, and I'll share the link. It was after one o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon when I shared it because I totally forgot that it was Wednesday, which also means I got a text from my mom, <laughs> who's three hours ahead in Florida. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you follow us on the social medias, you've seen the the cat. I shared the. Also, I know your mom is listening to this. Yes, so. she is. Hi, Z's mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Mister Wall. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, but I'm sorry, I, I get a text <laughs> that says. You know I listen to your podcast, right? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. Oh, no. I forgot to tell you to skip forward. Um, and then I just sent her the gif of Michael Scott from The Office going, no. God, no. No. Please, no. And, and then she sent me one back of Ryan Reynolds holding his head going, Lort. And she's like, is that why your knee hurt? (laughs) Fuck. Sorry, Mom. But then she called me the other day so we could have the talk of shame. Oh, not not just the texting of shame. No, no, her words, not mine. Which is, it's funny because my mom is the best. I will punch anybody who tries to say that (laughs) anything otherwise. I will will hit you in the mouth. Um, But she was like, you're not allowed to travel unsupervised anymore like Danielle has to go with you all the time I'm like I'm like okay but you do know that she would be my wingman she's been trying to get me pregnant for almost 10 years she would she would have had that happen before it happened exactly it'd be like she's gonna be thing and we've said it for years if I could do it myself I would she would impregnate me if she could if she could will me pregnant she would. would Um, but I was like, yeah, that wouldn't make any difference. And she's like, okay, well, can we maybe just not talk about it in such detail next time? I'm like, I, <laughs> I can't promise you that. I told you that I would warn you should it happen again to skip forward. And she's like, yeah, but you know that I wouldn't. It's <laughs> like, well then. True. That's on you, mom. We're at a stalemate. Yep. Here's yep. the thing, mom. See uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking. How old are you? 34. Yeah. You're going to fuck. I know. Ruh-roh. Mom. <laughs> Sorry. Z's going to fuck. Uh, She's 34. She gets to fuck now. In fact, you've been able to fuck for a whole 16 years (laughs) without mom's consent. Yeah. Uh, But we had... Sure, shit doesn't want to hear it, though. No. As That's a mom, fun. I'm a mom, and I'm like, ew, am I, am yeah. I, I'm a grandmother. Yes. I know she did. And I get that. Uh, I get ew, that. I'm a grandmother. That sounded weird. Don't say that ever my, again. I'm a Mimi. You're a Mimi. My mom is and also I'm a Mimi, and she Mimi. has to live with the fact that my brother and his wife fucked to get their kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I, had, I had to go through that. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, well, look at it this way. You have one daughter that tells you nothing ever, and then you have the other that overshares. So to be fair, to that. her point, you overshare in a very public forum before <laughs> telling her. That's true. She's gotta find out about it from I, you indirectly. I didn't, I didn't think about it until afterwards. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I have to tell her to skip forward, which is a moot point because she wouldn't have even if I told her to. But at least there's the kindness of saying, uh, Hey mom, you're gonna hear some shit. Yeah, and so right. but you don't want to hear it. Now she said that I just have to say earmuffs. Or I said I'll say earmuffs when I'm about to say something disgusting. Oh, it's like Carol Burnett with her mom when she had a little signal. Yeah, like yeah, pull she, on yeah, the ear, she but she can't see that, so I'm just right. going to say right. earmuffs, mom. So, and then she's she can... mom, earmuffs, you got fucked. <laughs> 
it hurt you know? my knee. <laughs> I hurt. Well, I don't know what it. I don't know how. I don't know how. To this day, I will never know. But literally, I maybe you banged it while you were like switching no, positions. Mm-mm, it wasn't that. Uh, like you know how when you get a was, cut, but you don't know that you got cut. It was cut? like a mm-hmm. deep you know? muscular paralysis torsion. Jesus. Sure, I don't know, but it hurt. Like you know when you do something, like you feel like something is torn, and it's just like like heinous pain every time you move it a certain way yeah god yeah it was bad it was all bad so i've been poorly fucked before oh yeah (laughs) so uh, that you're that i literally cackled so hard i thought i was going to crash my car that is hilarious well i mean here's the thing (laughs) if you're new to ghosts and hoes hi uh, hi uh go back (laughs) started episode one trust me it'll make a lot more sense Mm. but um and if you've been listening since episode one, everybody knows we don't hold back no, much. No, we don't. So we really don't. We really don't. Uh, apparently, especially when it comes to talking about dicks. Dicks are kind of our thing. Oh, phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this entire room, I mean, not wrong. A hundred percent of us in this room right now love dicks. Tish. It's true. I know. It's Big fan. Yep. And yes. Yep. Sorry, Mom. Right. I mean. I was um, a fan this morning. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, you did just get back from vacation a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's today? What is today? Monday. Today is Monday. Monday. God, fuck. Man, I got I'm back two days up. ago. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And like I like I told co-producer Lamanda just like 15 minutes ago, I am not the person to ask what to do in a moral dilemma of whether or not you should bone someone. Yes. Because when my doubt, answer will always be, yeah. Yeah, when in do doubt, that. bone someone. <laughs> do that thing. Do it. Yeah. Go immediately. Bone down. Is someone Is someone throwing their wang at you? Catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Catch that dick. Catch it. Is your mom married? Yes. Oh. Don't yes. tell my mom to catch dick. <laughs> Mrs. Z, go home and go catch that dick oh. from Mr. Z. Oh. No, please. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to hear about it just as much as you don't want to hear it's about a, it. That is a fair. two-way street. It is. That is factual. Mrs. Z, go catch that Mr. Z dick. Ah, yuck. Gross. <laughs> oh, so completely, well, not completely unrelated to dick, but <laughs> sort of. Just, oh. He, he found you, didn't he? No, no, he didn't. Oh. Fuck. I almost said in a different vein. And then I said it, and I'm like, ooh, ooh phrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so is everybody caught up on American Horror Story? Oh, yeah, finished oh, it. Oh, yeah, done. Okay, good, because I had to catch up when I got back. I have now decided that Ryan Murphy's favorite song of all time must be Hotel California. <laughs> yes. Because one-third of his entire creation is dedicated to... Checking out, but never leaving a location. Yeah, yeah. If you die here, you stay here forever. Yeah. One third of yeah. the, I'm like, there's no way that it's not. Like, and uh, it, but I'm into it. It was, I believe, in the it was wasn't it the opening episode of Hotel? Yeah, they, they played the they song. Played yep. Hotel California. And then California. it's like two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Uh, 1984. They play Hotel California. Yeah. yeah. And so many people. And then um, Ryan Murphy. What's his name? You know you listen. Bro. Dermot. Are we right? Dermot Mulroney? Uh, no, Dylan Derm- McDermott. Dylan McDermott. His I always character, get those two confused, too. I know. It's the name. It, yeah. His character, Bruce, I think. Dope character. Very yeah. cool. But how he talks about how his favorite band is the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, nah, Ryan Murphy. I mm-hmm. see what you did there. But I really liked the season. I did, too. I, I really liked Bruce, and I actually was trying to see if he was also based on an actual serial mm-hmm. killer. 
but I couldn't really. I feel like he's just based off of like an Several, amalgam I think, of yeah. a type of person but who, very, right. very who much wants like to be a serial killer. Leading into Bundy. Fair. He's leaning into Bundy. Good looking dude. Yeah. Going out killing young women. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. I think he was just sort of like a, a mesh. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, the only factual serial killer was Richard Ramirez that they I took a million liberties with. Is a very oh, really? weird. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, I mean, yeah. Not, I mean, a million liberties. Yeah, with. I feel like that's In a really of... weird, th- like, to make a main character out of an actual, an actual person serial killer. That died in prison. Yeah, but yeah. that wasn't, oh. it was kind of weird. Like, I don't know, wh- I don't hate it. I thought he was just going to be, like, kind of a side character. Right, right, right. Or yeah, because like, he, he got caught, convicted, tried, boom, done. Oh, yeah. But I, I know a lot of people were super not okay with it. Which, I mean... It's American Horror Story. They're not exactly sticking to facts. But it's also because, you know, they're like, his victim's families are still out there. Which, yeah. But also... Also, like, no... Did we talk about this? I can't with this. Something like that. But I was like... "Eh, His victim's families are still out there. Let's think about this. Victims were traditionally, correct me if I'm wrong, young women. Richard Ramirez, no. Uh, Ramirez, no. no. He Ramirez was, is he if was he could get in your window, he was in. He didn't care. There was yeah. no, he had no Mm-mm. type. He was just going to kill. The whole, like, serial killers having a type thing, that's not completely accurate for all serial it's, killers. Yeah, it's not a catch-all. It's No, like, Bundy, yes. Uh, there are some that did, but it's not an overarching fact that every serial killer has. No. It and seems I, like they I, go think I think it's a personal thing. I it think seems it like they go through phases a little bit. Because, like, Dahmer went in and out of a type, right? Dahmer had a type. Uh, just in that they were young gay men. Yeah. And then they went, didn't he, like, at the end, wasn't he just with kids, right? Uh, they were just, just young gay men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, but Gacy was Bundy, Gacy, Gacy was also young gay man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought yeah. he was kids. Uh, Bundy had a very specific type. Yes, brunettes specifically. Oh. He had a type. Um, it, but Ramirez was a lot like um, Richard Chase. Just <laughs> in, you know what? If he could get in your door or window, he was going in. He didn't care who lived there. Mm. Yep. I don't think he did a lot of casing. Oh no! He just went in where went in where he could, which is what eventually got him. And caught. so he killed whoever. Um, but that but aside, his randomness got him caught. His lack of like preparation. Oh, too sloppy. Yeah, we'll eventually talk about him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But that aside, Zach Villa, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, he did As great. He's oh, an amazing yeah. actor. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out a way to actually get him on this show. Well, why the fuck not? I will do it. It will happen. Sure. Manifest, so manifest, you're welcome, manifest. everybody, to when that happens, which it will because I have said so. Um, also, it's going to will that into existence. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little upset that the true murderer was not Jessica Lang concealed inside of Matthew Morrison's pants. But Me that's too. how it ends for real in my head, <laughs> because clearly that's the better ending. Oh, and also, I can't never remember his name. John. John Carroll Lynch. Oh, but, dear oh, Christ. Put him in everything forever. Seriously. He is. Yeah. Chef. Chef. Like, if you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Zodiac, where mm-hmm. he plays alleged yeah. Zodiac killer. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so good. Oh, yeah. I love him. And despite the fact that he 
the the character. Also, was, spoilers. Sorry. Eh, <laughs> that he was a murderer. Let's not be like, let's not. Mr. Jingles was a murderer. Sure. Even if he didn't start out that way, he was turned into he one. He was a murderer. But that story arc at the very end, how they just kind of threw it in there, mm. I liked it. Uh, Lily Rob needs to be also in everything ever because she's amazing. Wait, remind me of that. Spoilers, uh, his, spoilers, his spoilers. Mom, his, uh, Day his mom, his mom, yeah. Oh yeah. How his brother died, and she blamed Holy him, and shit. she essentially blood cursed right. the camp. Uh, nice. But I guess the very ending. I've had the living years stuck in my head since I finished mm-hmm. the show, Mike and the Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Great song, but that very last scene when uh, Bobby, his son, like goes back to the camp and he turns around and he sees his dad, his grandma, and his uncle's ghost right, and they're waving. waving at him. I guess that was the first time that a finale had made Ryan Murphy cry. Really? Yeah. It was also, I think, and I really think it was the first time that American Horror Story had a feel-good ending. Uh, yeah. No, Coven. I don't even know how that ended. Oh, yeah, Coven. you're right, okay. I okay. stopped watching that Coven episodes then. But, but I see why. It I get sucked. it. It Sorry. was really good. It was. It was the ending of 80, 1984. 1984, yeah. I think, is in my top three. It's, I was waiting. It was really good. I was waiting for that dude to come to come into play. Finn Wittrock? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> Even if it was just for a hot minute in an episode, mm-hmm. into it, like Dandy Mott still made me feel real weird. <laughs> yep. Like just seeing this absolute lunatic covered in blood in just his chonies. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, this is a <laughs> this can't be a thing. This can't be a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, if you yeah. want, it, if you want Nawal to fall for you, to show up in underwear covered in blood. You gotta please, be ripped. You though. have to look please like, don't. You gotta be ripped. Only be Finn Wittrock and do that because I feel like anybody else showing up on my doorstep covered in blood and wearing nothing but their underwear, I'm be real scared. What if they're real yeah. hot? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the first question would be, Are you here to murder me? And then they would respond like Amanda Bynes, be like, Just here to murder your vagina, and be like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> It's too late. Sorry, Mom. You got yourself into this by being so supportive. By the way, Mrs. E, this is just like, I'm going to encourage this podcast to be so much filthier than it was before just because I know this about you now. God bless it. Sorry, Mom. Well, fuck Um, me. But yeah, so there's there's that. Oh, and also they had the first um, trans actress as a main character. Who? Yeah. Um, Angelica Ross. She played Donna or Nurse Rita. She's trans? Yes. Uh, and I, I did not know that. I, know that I just recently found out. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, Fuck. dope. Yeah. She was also a character on Pose, which I have not watched because I know it will make me cry. Mm. But and I love that she was the final girl. Yes. And also, then it turned out there was a second final girl. Ryan Murphy, let's get a well, slight, like, slightly more realistic people to play your characters. Not everybody has to be like GQ model hot. Well. But they, don't they though? Why? Why not? Uh, why no, like you, I like looking at it away from me. I like looking at him. But every time I watch him, like, does everybody need to be just the the hottest person in the whole fucking world? Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Also, I just want to throw it out there that Billy Lord is perfect, and I love her. She's great. Oh, who? Montana. Uh, Den- no, I know, but Wait. from the past seasons, Dennis. Dennis O'Hare. Where mm. the. F- Fuck was he? Oh, I know. Right? He's taking a break for come a minute. Back. I come, come back. Come back. Liz Taylor, 
is the reason yeah. why Hotel is my number one American Yeah, he's the best trailer. part of that entire... I, I yeah. met him a few years ago, and to commemorate the occasion, I have this vintage poncho, long, fringy, very number. I wore that with some velvet go-go boots and then a turban, and when I met him, he's like... Oh, look at this little Stevie Nicks. Just give me a twirl. I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I am dead. This is the best day of my life. Yeah, he he's, he's he's when he's part of it, he is um the best part of that yes, entire show. Like just yes, please. I could watch an entire series of him and Kathy Bates and John Carroll Lynch. Just the three of them. Yeah. I don't care what they do. Yeah, they could do nothing. It, I would watch it. I watched the fuck out of that show. Yeah. Um, also, I recently just sent a gif to a gentleman uh, from hotel. Oh, he's like he's, he's got a jawline for days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because that is how I flirt through gifts exclusively. In hotel, Dennis Murphy and um, Sarah Paulson as whatever her character that her oh, character. Sally. Good God. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that the rest season. of that season was very okay, but those two. I loved it. Happy Sally. Yep. Oh, and Evan Peters. Mm, always. always. As Mr. March. That, I think, is Evan one of Peters his best anything. It is his best roles role. Yeah. In that show? Absolutely. Show. Um, and apparently there are rumors that Ryan Murphy has reached out to all of the like main characters from the first couple of seasons uh-huh. uh, to come back for the 10th season, which could potentially be the last Lies. season. Honestly, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't hate it. Um, like, but they're they doing a good job, have, but that show sad, has to stop. I'd be sad, but at some stop. point it does. Yeah. You're right, because they're going to burn out at some yeah. point. Yes. And apparently there's a lot of interest from all of them. So like Jessica Lange, Jessica Lange, Sarah Paulson, mm. Evan Peters, Lily Robb. I mean, Jessica or Sarah Paulson was in it until the last season, so yeah. I can't see why she wouldn't. wouldn't she, yeah. she this is break. the first time. Was anybody from the original cast in this except for Dylan McDermott? Mm-mm. In fact, yeah. what a weird season for him to come back for. <laughs> right. Well, he came back last season, too. Did For murder, the murder oh, house Oh, that's thing. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. He had yeah. to pop in there for a minute. He did, which was great. And oh, his shit. weird daily crying jack-off scene was... Right. Uh, that... I was, was like, oh, that's okay. I forgot that happened. Do over Thanks. And over. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well... That happened at me, so, mm. yeah. Right. Um, Last thing, go see The Lighthouse. That's great. Oh, yeah, I heard really good things. And Robert Pattinson gets <laughs> almost completely naked, and he's, uh-huh. like, hot now. He's always been hot. No. That's, just, be- that's just because that's my type. But, like, in The Lighthouse, it's different. For some reason, I like him, like, oh, Because oh. he's bananas in that movie. Yeah. He plays a crazy person. Yeah. And apparently, that's also my type. <laughs> We're all just learning together today. Let's see if I can find a picture for you. You haven't seen the White House. You've seen the White I haven't House. seen the movie, but yeah. I've seen <laughs> many articles. I'm not mad at him being Batman either. No. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm into when it. He's not sparkling. He hated that whole thing, should. which was hilarious. All right. Well, I know my story is really fucking long. I so know. Mine is actually short. Go. It is short. I did that on purpose because I asked her yesterday what she was doing, and she said it's a bummer. So, all the warnings. Mine's not, though. So I'm just going to tell you all now. Okay. For my story, 
I'm going to need y'all. You need to drink about it. You might want to drink about it. Get Grab your whoopee. It gets, it gets kind of gets weird. But more than that, I need you to put your fucking thinking caps on. Okay. Okay. I'm, it's it's you're you're gonna need to really pay attention to what I'm saying to you because it's. And I am now. I was just yes. trying to find a naked not the picture second, of Robert Pattinson. I'm, I'm not going she, first. I'm going She's first. going first. So you have time to prepare. But when I get to my story, I'm just prepared. I'm just letting you all be prepared. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta, gotta roll. That's where yes. my brain went to. You're gonna have to roll with me. Grab a drink. Your froyo. Your whoopee. Whatever the fuck you need. Sit down <laughs> and really listen to what the fuck I'm telling you. 36 minutes in. That sounds right. right. <laughs> so, that sounds right. And You're go. welcome. So, okay. Uh, last week I went to a show with my friend Orchid. I am sorry that I did not invite you because I am a monster. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, look at your face. I am. I didn't. I apologize. She is upset. Um, I hadn't seen her for, like in person for a couple years, I think. Um, it's okay. She's, but, allowed, she's allowed to have other friends sometimes. Only in short bursts. Very short bursts. But I feel the same, so. Very short bursts. It's fine. Um, So she listens to the show and asked me if I'd ever heard of this crazy place in Russia. I hadn't. And oh boy. Uh, So this place is absolutely beautiful. Like, it's insane. Uh, I don't want to go there, though. Ooh. Um, It has a ton of suspected paranormal activity, mostly UFO and USO related. Oh, rad. Which is... Unidentified submerged objects. Yes, that what? is exactly it. Oh well, thanks, girl. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear about this. Well, there's a lot to discuss about this fascinating location. I'm only going to cover one story today. Ooh, damn. And this is the story of the Lake Baikal humanoids. Humanoids. I have to step out for a moment. Please okay. continue. Yeah, it's the Lake Baikal humanoid incident. In oh, fact. it's an incident. It is an incident. So. Lake Baikal is located near the Mongolian border in southern Siberia, Russia, mm-hmm. between the... Ooh. I practiced this. Ooh, yeah. Russian ones Irkutsk are hard. Oblast and the Buryat Republic. Irkutsk Oblast, by the way, is partially in the Tunguska River Basin. Yes. That's so one. This all sounds like... Where the Dilatov Pass shit took place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tunguska, another fucking story we'll get to someday. Okay. Uh, look it up, but we'll come back to it sometime. Um, it's fucked. Mm. Uh, lake Baikal is the largest freshwater lake by volume in the world. Oh, wow. And contains almost a quarter of the world's fresh surface water. Uh, it contains more water than the That's North American crazy. Great Lakes combined. Uh, it's also the world's deepest lake, with a maximum depth of 5,387 feet. Oh, boy. Uh, it's considered among the world's clearest lakes, and also considered the world's oldest lake at around 25 to 30 million years old. Damn. Uh, lake Baikal is home to around 1,000 species of various flora and fauna, some of which are only found in that area. Like a oh. handful of species of fish only there. That's weird. Um, and while this is all awesome info, thank you, Wikipedia, let's get to the real reason of why we're here. Aliens. Yes. <laughs> so, in 1982, seven divers were into the depths of Lake Baikal for a Soviet military training. While underwater, they noticed a group of swimmers not too far beneath them, which I hate already. Yes. Understandably, they were a little weirded out by the sudden appearance of these randos, And it only got weirder when they began to approach the divers. Keep in mind, at this point, 
um, the divers were about 164 feet underwater. So they were down there uh, okay. to see random people just fucking around beneath them, by the way. Not like across from them. These motherfuckers were beneath them. Swimming around. Swimming around. And they're like, well, that's fucking weird. And so. Did they ha- could they tell if they had like equipment on or what the fuck? Hold on one second. Yeah. Literally the next sentence. Um, so, you know. When you're that far below the surface, you clearly, like we said, have to wear very special equipment to keep you from dying. Um, however, as the people swimming got closer to the team, they noticed that they were only outfitted in tight-fitting metallic suits with a sort of helmet completely covering their heads. Oh, yeah. boy. Okay. Uh, they also realized that they were absolutely not human, as they were nearly 10 feet tall. In a collective deep-sea fever dream, the beings just kind of disappeared into the darkness almost as quickly as they appeared. Huh. I hate it. Um, because, bless their hearts, men are idiots. Mm. The commanding officer decided it would be a wonderful idea to chase and capture one of these creatures. Sure. You know, for science, I guess. For science. Um, so all seven divers, divers went back into the increasingly freezing depths of Lake Baikal. In search of these spooky humanoid creatures. As luck for no one would have it, they found them. Uh, Several of the human beings came out of the abyss, again, I hate it, to see who the fuck was in their house. Oh, no. Because I hope you've all seen the video of the lady talking about shark attacks. And she's like, you're coming into the shark's house. Yes. You're going to get ate up. And I say that's fucking fair. If you don't want to get eaten by a shark, don't fucking go in the ocean. Don't do that. So, if you don't want to get attacked by 10-foot-tall humanoid underwater alien monsters, don't fucking go that deep into their house, maybe, or at all. Um, So, they found them. Several of the humanoid beings came out of the abyss to see who the fuck was in their house. One of the divers sensed the perfect opportunity and decided to throw a net out to capture these probably innocent creatures. Probably. I mean, could be. We don't know. Maybe. Not really. Uh, They did not like that. Uh, The creatures approached suddenly and allegedly pulled out some kind of men in black device, shooting powerful and forceful sonar waves at the divers, causing them to lose consciousness and essentially rocket back to the surface. Now, remember, they're over 160 feet below the water. Right. I'm not a scuba diver for literally endless reasons. But I do know that getting propelled from that kind of depth at a rapid speed is bad. Because it'll put air bubbles in your bloodstream. You're not supposed to do it for a reason, and that reason is called the bends, um, which is a well-documented condition. It's also known as decompression sickness, or DCS. It's a diving disorder that affects divers having breathed gas that is at a higher pressure than the surface pressure. um, And owing to the pressure of the surrounding water, most commonly refers to problems from uh, arising from underwater diving right. decompression. Right. It's bad. Bad, yeah. And there are varying levels of it. Some are less heinous. Uh, but some of the symptoms include joint pain, rash, fatigue, itching, also known as the creeps, uh, pulmonary or lung decompression sickness, a.k.a. the chokes, it's like difficulty breathing, coughing, blah, 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 dizziness, confusion, back pain, numbness, paralysis, 
severe bodily pain, and various neurological issues. So, the Benz. Great Benz. album. Terrible disorder. <laughs> um, oh, God. What is it? Try it. Oh. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Shit. It should be no surprise that most of the divers returned to the surface of Lake Baikal with various degrees of the bends. Um, three of... What is, what is this? What is happening? What is it? Just so really, really good coffee. I made a quick round for myself uh, of Irish coffee. Yeah. So downstairs, I try, had these guys try Jameson aged in stout barrels. It's very good. And I yes. put maybe... Maybe half to a full shot of whiskey in it, in this coffee. Oh, perfect. It made both of them taste better. Nice. Anyway, continue. I apologize. You're fine. What? I almost said you're welcome. That makes no sense. <laughs> um, so, no surprise that most of the divers returned with the bends. Three of the divers were seriously injured, but it's reported that they didn't succumb to any of the more serious effects of DCS. Interesting. Unfortunately for the remaining four divers, however. Dead. They were seriously fucked up. Uh, the only available treatment was an immediate confinement in a pressure chamber. Uh, while there were several such chambers in the military region, only one was in working condition at the time. It could only hold two people. Because Russia. Mm. Um, so the commanding officer, oh, I had hair in my mouth, instead of seeking an alternative, forced all four divers into the chamber, and only one came out alive. Not how that works. Nope. Not how that works. Not at all. So it said that the surviving divers suffered permanent, debilitating disabilities and emotional emotional and mental damage following the whole ordeal. Like, they were... You got attacked by aliens underwater, my dude. I'd be pretty fucked up, too. Yeah. Like, they... I, I couldn't find any information on, like, what disabilities they actually had, but they were permanent. That much I do know. I've, I can imagine... A lot of different things internally that could go wrong if you have... Yeah. They were propelled from 164 feet underwater. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, By an alien shooting something at yeah. them underwater. Uh-huh. Um, so... Well, they tried to catch it. They did. So that's... Kind of on them. Sort of right. on them. Yeah. Still shitty. Uh, not long after the bungled training incident, KGB agents ceased any further attempts of unidentified submerged object acquisition. Uh, following the events, it's reported that the Major General went to the nearby Lake Isak Cool to warn them against performing any similar experience or experiments, mm-hmm. which is a little bit odd, as the reports of UFOs and the like are far less than Baikal, and the lake itself, uh, Isak Cool, is much shallower, leading some to believe that the Major General may have had some information about it that he wasn't being exactly forthright with. Weird. Like... Hey, maybe don't go too deep in there because there might be more of those. So don't. And do by that. maybe, I mean there absolutely are. <laughs> right. And we don't. <laughs> we don't want to deal with the paperwork again. So don't s- do that. No plans to. Please no. The government has said. Um, so, following that visit, the headquarters of the Turkmenistan military received an order from the commander in chief of the land forces. In the order. The entire botched Baikal training was detailed, and a list of reprimands were also included. Oh. Uh, there was also an informational bulletin from the headquarters of the Engineer Forces of the Ministry of Defense, USSR, uh, listed multiple deep water lakes, including Baikal, where registered sightings of abnormal phenomena had occurred. 
appearances of other underwater creatures similar to the ones in Lake Baikal, the descent and surfacing of giant crafts, powerful lights emanating from the deep, and what would any lake truly be without sightings of, you guessed it, a lake monster. Yeah. (laughs) Is this in Scotland? No, it's in Russia. Russia. I don't believe you. It is, near the Mongolian border. So, yeah, these documents were considered highly classified and only allowed to be seen by a very limited number of military officers, and their purpose was stated as being, quote, to prevent unnecessary encounters, unquote. Oh. Uh, The Lake Baikal humanoid event was kept hidden by high-ranking authorities until the documents were officially declassified by the Russian Navy in 2009. So they, this, yeah. Okay. So Damn. Like 37 years. Completely declassified or completely classified. Hush hush, all that. Um, former Navy officer and renowned Russian ufologist Vladimir Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I tried to find a video of how to pronounce it, but they Messi? Yes. It's Zaha. Vladimir. Uh I think it's a Shaja. Yeah. You said it's over near the Mongolian border? Yep. So they could have that like Mongolian and mm, also um, Afghanistan influence mm. on it if he's from that region. Um, so he was quoted as saying, 50% of UFO encounters are connected with oceans, 15% more with lakes. So UFOs tend to stick to the water. On several occasions, the instruments gave reading of material objects moving at incredible speed. Calculation showed speeds of about 230 knots or around 250 miles per hour. Damn. Speeding so fast is a challenge even on the surface, but water resistance is much higher. It was like the objects defied the laws of physics. There's only one explanation. The creatures who built them far surpass us in development. Because there was another report where some other divers had seen six of these crafts and measured mm-hmm. their speed, and they were underwater. Mm-hmm. And, like... Around 250 this is miles an hour like underwater. The abyss. Yes. So, and then another quote he had I think about underwater bases and say, why not? Nothing should be discarded. Skepticism is the easiest way. Believe nothing, do nothing. People rarely visit great depths, so it's very important to analyze what they encounter there. Mm. And that is the story of the Lake Baikal humanoids, who I am going to say are absolutely still out there. Uh, with you. Yeah. Down, yeah, no, that's bizarre, dude. Right? That's bizarre. Like, there was way too much happening afterwards for them to be like, just kidding, it didn't happen. Yeah, we were high. And they're like, oh, <laughs> uh, guess what? We have many documented reports of those exact things, not only here, but places nearby. Yeah. And we're just going to hush that right on the fuck up for nearly 40 years. Mm. Yeah. And this guy, Vladimir, was... Again, a formal or former naval officer. Right. Um, oh, and my really quick, my sources, yes. Wikipedia, as always, um, WebMD, because I wanted a good definition of the Benz for you all. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, soulash.com, theblackvault.com, uh, my author, John Greenwald Jr., Wired, David Axe, theindian.com, uh, authors, Ani. Cryptopia.com, Rob Murphy, and then my favorite, b- just because of the website's name alone, it was full of great information, 
downthechupacabrahole.com. <laughs> author named Ash. Thank Super you all. Super legit info at chupacabra.com. <laughs> Down the chupacabra hole. Yes. That that's makes my but point. Yeah, even more like, holy shit, guys. You know, when I first took you guys on, yes. Uh, I, you know, dating John, who formerly religious, now like staunchly scientific, show me all the proof, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, has gotten me away from a lot of the uh, more spiritual things, mm-hmm. you know, the possessions and, sure. and stuff like that. This shit, though, right, always grabs me and holds me tight mm-hmm. because... Hold me closer, tiny Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Alien conspiracies are some of my favorite things yes. to try my hardest to believe. Right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, like, I had to force myself to stop looking things up on this place. There's just so much, Because there? there is so much, and it was just uh, going further and further into this weird chupacabra hole. rabbit hole, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, oh boy, what's happening? And now I feel like Greg and Dana Newkirk, because I get it, like, <gasps> It's all connected. You probably could have done a story far longer on that place. Oh, I could have. Yeah. But I knew I knew number one that hers was going to be a little bit longer, and that we were going to again have to talk about dicks for a while. So <laughs> <laughs> I kept it nice and tight. You did. That was an eight-minute story. Oh yay me! Yeah, oh, that, like, that's yeah. the shortest story probably. I've ever done. But yeah. like you said, I mean, there are aspects of her story that she can is going to touch back on later. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to more stories I about just, this. I couldn't. I'm mad at myself. I stepped out for the first time. It's okay. I also um, didn't do it until this afternoon. So oh wow! I, okay, got that it, got also it. played into it. She's like, I need a shorty. I had too many things happening this weekend. I peopled a whole lot. You did a lot so of people. I did a lot of peopling. Like, all weekend I was out, and it was weird. So I'm like, okay. I tried to do it yesterday, but I had to go grocery shopping because Thanksgiving. Yeah, I got to go get pies today. Yeah, so I was like, well. And then I remembered my friend uh, told me, she's like, you have to look into this. So I did, and it's fucking insane. And speaking of which, so you've got a long, sad it's not, no, it's, it's not sad. It's not sad. Oh, It's okay. not sad. It's not bitch-ass and Rakita sad. Okay. Uh, it's, there's, 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 uh, there's some, there's some murder in it, and some of it is pretty much most fucking foul. Okay. Mm. But, there's a bit more to this story. This. What is this, by the way? That is a, uh, was a, what was it, a pistachio latte. Try it. It was really, really good. I want to pour some in my coffee. Oh, do it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, shit, that's going to my coffee. Do it. Yeah, no, do it. I just, um, when I went and got my Botox, I had some time to kill, and there's this little coffee place right across from where I got my tox. uh, I also might just finish it in general. There was no way I could finish that, so So I gave the rest to her. I can't finish it. It's really fucking good. Yeah, anyway, so today, now remember, kids, here we go. Got to stretch a little bit. Okay. Stretching. Is this there anything you want to preface with aside from what you already have? Like no. Specific just, warnings? Uh, you just try to follow along. Okay. This. I'm going to keep my phone away. Oh, Is boy. the Make epic clusterfuck. Right here. Uh-oh. Eye contact. The ep- Well, I can't look at you and read. Well, that's yeah. your but problem, yes. not mine. So, <laughs> this is the epic clusterfuck known as... The Fall River Satanic Sex Cult. Oh, okay. Okay. I almost did a cult, but I did not have time. So, 
Uh, between October 1979 and February 1980, two young women, both local sex workers, were found in the Freetown Fall River Forest in Fall River, Massachusetts. I love Fall River. I do, too. Kind of. Well, yeah. no. Lies. I we don't love back. Fall River. It's kind of like a little... I loved the yeah. Lizzie Borden house. Right. Uh, so <laughs> th- this case would eventually be labeled the Fall River cult murders and not only sparked a media frenzy that cried satanic panic, but was also the second most sensationalized case to come out of this town next to... Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. I'm already... Not much in fucking Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm already mad. You You said satanic panic. I'm already mad. Town is dead. (laughs) I'm already so mad. Town is dead. Yeah. Um, So, here we go, kids. It all started on October 13th, 1979, Mm -hmm. when the body of 17-year-old... Hold on. Hold on. I just want to make sure... uh, Because I really want to make sure we're following along here. 17-year-old... Rashi Manaman. Is that correct? That is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write it down, yeah. but I don't think those letters exist. My mouth just stopped working. It's fine. Did I do you not, I think I it was not have a stroke. R O S H I, and then M E N R A N R O N R A N. Or that weird letter that's not, yes. it doesn't exist anymore that makes the T H sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the A E backward link. Yeah. So. 17-year-old Doreen Levesque, a runaway from New Bedford, was found in the woods. Her wrists were bound with fishing line, and she had been sexually tortured. Oof. Tortured. Doreen had also been stabbed in the head several times. Oof. And had severe skull fractures. No. When the police found out who she was and that she was a local sex worker, they just assumed it was one of her clients or someone, you know, it was a trick gone bad. But the medical examiner said, yeah, no, this was most likely committed by multiple people. And he said that the cause of death itself was stoning. Oh, no. This poor girl had been stoned to death and it had appeared ritualistic. Oh. Right. So a month after Doreen's murder, a man named Andy Maltias went to the Fall River Police Station to report his girlfriend, Barbara Raposa, missing. Barbara was also a local sex worker that worked the same street as Doreen. And Andy told the police that he was worried for her safety because of the satanic cult. To which the police were like, um, I'm sorry, what? The, the what? The what? The what? Huh? The what's happening here? Uh, Maltias also said he may have information pertaining to the Levesque murder. And the police at the time had no other leads, so they were like, yeah, sure, okay, we'll, we'll interview this guy. Why the fuck not? Right. Now, just to preface, the reason I told everyone to put their thinking caps on, there's a lot of fucking players in this game. I so. actually have heard this story. There's a lot and of you, players. you need, you literally need, like, at least... Write index, it all down if you need index to. Index cards, some red string. Yes. Like Carrie Matheson moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So. Sorry, I was just, I did a quick search to see if there was a movie based on the story. And uh, to this day, there is not. There apparently. is not. Oh. And which is actually kind of surprising to me. And there's not a lot. I have one source on this story. Oh, wow. Other than uh, random, which I will get to, but random news channels, local mm-hmm. news. Okay. Anyway. So do me a favor if yeah. you could. 
Back up just a tiny bit. So there's yes. a dude who comes forward, says he has information, and what else? Well, no, he goes his to girlfriend. his girlfriend missing. Right. He's also a sex worker that worked the same street as Doreen. Okay. And he said he may have information pertaining to her murder, and he's worried because his girlfriend's missing because of the satanic cult. That it might be the, the same thing. And the cops were yeah. like, I'm sorry, huh? what? what cult? Okay, so, so Andy Maltias goes into his interview, has a seat, holds up the Bible and says, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Okay. Once I worship Satan, but now I worship Jesus. See, Andy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is already. Uh-huh. Was in no way a stand-up dude. 44 years old. Convicted pedophile. Oh, good. Sexual sadist. Mm. And a violent rapist. Hooray! And at the time, apparently a devout born-again Christian. And why was he not in prison? Because hmm. well, <laughs> it's backwoods redneck Massachusetts. Right. Mm. He also had some real interesting shit to say. I've been there. Yeah, we have too. Fall River. Exactly. According to Andy, he and his missing girlfriend, Barbara, had been practicing Satanists in a local cult that Doreen Levesque had also been involved in. Okay. Andy didn't have any details about the crime, but told the police he thought the cult was most likely involved. The police thought he was a total fucking wackadoo. Mm. They weren't sure what to make of his story, but he was insistent that it was all true, and he gave them the name of two cult members that they should talk to. Oh boy. Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy. Karen Marsden was 20 years old, single mother, sex worker in the Fall Rivers Red Light District, which was called Bedford Street. Um, this was also the area where Doreen and Barbara worked. Okay. Karen was a nervous and emotional girl. She had been a runaway like many of the other girls. She was also a drug addict. Robin Murphy was 17 years old, also a sex worker but more of the tough street kid type, highly intelligent, and an aspiring pimp. Okay. Sorry. Who were these two again? <laughs> mm-hmm. They were these members two were the of names the names that Andy, Andy told the police. Oh, he said these two might be involved. These are two cult members you should talk to. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Because they were all in the same satanic These are all cult. sex workers. I'm now realizing that I cannot take even 10 seconds to look up where Fall River <laughs> Right. Or I will miss something. Okay. Right. So, um, aspiring pimp. Karen and Robin mm-hmm. were also a couple. When the police asked how they knew Andy Maltias, they said that they just knew him from around the neighborhood and just gave totally vague answers. Mm. Robin actually didn't say much during the interview, and Karen did all the talking. Um, or, according to the police, rambling at various levels of coherency. Mm. Oh, good. Drug addict. In the end, though, she broke down in tears and said, Carl Drew killed Doreen Levescue, and that she, if she were to end up dead herself, it would be Carl Drew that killed her. And this Carl Drew, is n- it's a new name now. A new name. Okay. Another one. Robin didn't say much, but in later testimony, Robin Murphy would say that... Andy Maltias had been molesting her since she was 11 years old. Oh. Okay, so these are both women. Mm-hmm. And they're in a relationship. Robin and All right, Karen, just yes. making sure. Yes. It's that name. It's very ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, and I've heard the story before, right. but even then, there's so there's many things. There's a lot of players like, in this game. The tiny so, details s- escaped my mind. Right. So you've got dead Doreen. Yep. D-D. You've got missing Barbara. MB. You've got pedophile boyfriend looking for his missing Barbara. PBLF. Said, hey, you got to talk to these two. 
they're in the cult. I love Jesus. I don't worship Satan anymore. We're all kind of in this cult, but I worship, I, wor- I worship Jesus now. Yeah, even though I'm a talk to these rapist pedophile. And then Karen's like, if I turn up dead, Carl Drew did it. So and they're like, well, well, who's Carl Drew? Exactly. Yeah. And here we go. Shit's starting to get weird <laughs> as fuck. And as it always does. It gets worse. It will get worse. Oh, sure. Now, Carl Drew was well known to the local police. He was a 26-year-old pimp on Bedford Street where all these girls worked. And he did have a violent criminal record. He was also a runaway, like all the rest of them. He ran away from home in New Hampshire and had been on the streets of Fall River since he was 14. Not only was Carl a pimp, but he was Doreen Levescu's pimp. Mm. Uh Right. The plot thickens. Right. But other than that, and Karen's statement, there wasn't really much to go on. So the police just sort of stayed in touch with Karen Marsden. And she would start to sing like a songbird. Mm. Uh-oh. Karen told the police that she was afraid that Carl would come for her, and she referred to him as the devil. So it turned out that Carl Drew was not only a pimp, but he was the pimp and ran his prostitution ring as a satanic coven. He would routinely threaten the girls and tell them that Satan will take his toll if they got out of line and that for those that believed in God and Christianity, like Karen Marsden, they were afraid not only would they face a violent death, but that their souls were in jeopardy. So this guy, yikes, is bad fucking news. Mm -hmm. Karen, giving her full cooperation, along with another one of Carl Drew's girls, Carol Fletcher, took the police to the Freetown State Forest to show them where the cult's gatherings took place. She also showed them the nasty-ass bog, where Carl Drew said if she talked to the police, he would dump her body there after injecting, injecting her with battery acid yeah. and offering wow. her soul to Satan. Good. This is Carl Carl Lewis. Car- Carl Drew. Drew. He said, if you get out of line and Jesus. talk to the police, I'm going to inject you with battery acid, and I'm going to throw your ass in that bog after I sell your, give your soul to Satan. He said this to Doreen? Uh, he said this to Karen oh, okay. and Carol Fletcher. Okay. Another one of his girls, right. Right. But, I mean, he probably said it to all of them. Yeah, seriously. Another girl that worked for Drew, Mildred Jukes, a.k.a. Cookie, later told police that after they had been... uh, mm, Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're trying. Right. (laughs) This this is a long one. So, Cookie said that after another one of his girls, did not name her, um, got arrested... Carl Drew told her he was going to punish her for getting caught. He said he was going to tie her to a tree, pour goat's blood over her face, then sacrifice her to Satan. So by all accounts, Carl Drew sounds like a real bad motherfucker, and it looked like they were going to get their guy. Well, it sounds kind of peachy to me. Or were they? Of course not. So remember Karen's girlfriend, Robin Murphy? Yes, the Mm -hmm. aspiring she-pimp. The aspiring she-pimp. Well, the 17-year-old may not have been the quiet bystander that she appeared to be. Okay, so she's 17. She's 17. Okay. Okay. And according to her, remember, Andy Maltias, Barbara's pedo-ass boyfriend, had been molesting her since she was 11. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the, these little yeah. tiny recaps are helping tremendously. It's, it's, there's a lot of players There's a lot going game. on. There's a lot. So, before turning up in Fall River... Robin had long been involved in the occult, which truly could mean fucking anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have read a book on Wicca and said, I'm into the occult. Right. 
Um, But those that knew her started to come forward to say that she was not only mentally unstable, but she was also very physically violent. Mm -hmm. It was starting to look like Robin was not only involved, but that she could have potentially been the actual ringleader. So the police and detectives had their hands full with this mess. And then a body turns up. He was in custody when the body turned up. No one was really in custody. They just had they their eyes on They didn't have enough to go on. I was all here saying that. To get point. Carl Drew. They're still building their case at this point. Right. And, and then another talking body pops up. To, they're talking to Karen Marsden, and Karen Marsden is bringing other girls in here and there. Right, right. Um, and it's starting to come out that Robin, Karen's girlfriend and 17 year old aspiring she pimp, as Z so eloquently put it, <laughs> may be a little bit more involved because right. she never said anything during the initial interview. Yeah. Starting to get some evil genius uh-huh. going on right yeah. here. Yeah. So a body turns up. Yeah. On January 26th, 1980, the body of Barbara Raposa, the pedo rapist Andy Maltias's missing girlfriend, was found bloody and frozen behind an abandoned factory. And like Doreen, her hands had been ba- been bound with fishing line. She had been sexually assaulted and her skull crushed. The police had interviewed enough of this ring that they knew they had the players. And the first to be interviewed was Andy Maltias. Maltias, of course, said he did not know anything. Because she had been missing by the time he got to the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he went. That's why he yeah, went to yeah, the police, yeah. right. He said he didn't know anything, but... A couple days later, he calls and said that he had a psychic dream. Okay. As you do. Where he saw the crime, and he was now able to give details. Okay. Okay. The police were not having any of his shit, <laughs> but they knew they had to play along, so they're like, yeah, guy, that that's super amazing. Please, do tell. Maltias told him exactly where the body had been found, as well as details that were not public. So they immediately cuffed him. Charged him on the spot, and he was actually super surprised. But but my psychic dream! What do you mean? My psychic dream, but wait! I didn't do it, it was a psychic dream, Right, guys. so this is when shit starts to unravel. This? Yeah. This one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, seems a little early. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, a few days after Maltias's arrest, Robin Murphy surprisingly called the police. And she offered to testify against him as a witness to Barbara's murder. So she saw, she's saying she saw it. Yes. Dumb. See, now Robin. Oh, right. She, yeah, she immediately called once he was arrested. Uh-huh. She also said that she was there when Doreen was murdered. Okay. And that she would testify for the state in that case as well in exchange for immunity and protective custody. Of course she would. According to her, Robin, Andy Maltias killed Barbara. Because she had been cheating on him, Robin said that they were all hanging out on the night of her murder and driving around, and that Andy had driven them to the abandoned warehouse, pulls Barbara out of the car, raped her, killed her, then told Robin she would be next if she talked, which is why she said she didn't say anything sooner, but with him behind bars, she felt safe to tell. And even though the M.O. in both the girls' murders were identical, Robin said, that Andy did not kill Doreen. Carl Drew did. Okay. The pimp. Uh-huh. Satan's pimp. Yeah. 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 
Satan's Pants. Who, who said that? <laughs> That's an awesome band name, by the right. way. I'm just going to throw that out this there. This is Robin. Robin, the 17-year-old aspiring, aspiring she pimp, pimp, is now the second pedo ass got arrested. Right. She's like, oh, I'm going to talk now. Right, right. Kay. Got that. And then she's saying that it was actually Andy, not Carl. She's saying one of that, each. that oh, okay, Andy one killed each. Barbara, but then, not Doreen, even though the MOs were identical in right. how the girls were found and the murders themselves. But Andy only killed Barbara, not Doreen. Okay, and Carl, Carl killed Drew, Doreen. Satan's pimp, killed, yes. Okay. Yes. So Robin said that Doreen's death was an offering of a soul to Satan by Satan's pimp because Doreen wanted to leave his coven, as he called it, and go and work the streets on her own. Robin said that when Carl Drew, Drew Carl, sorry, Drew Carl, it's Drew Carl? It's, no. This whole time. No, it's not. It's Carl Drew. <laughs> Wait a minute. God damn it. Okay. I gotta let's pause for a sec. <laughs> I know Carl that I have Drew. been an, I'm sorry. I have I, been I annoying the here. shit out no. of your listeners because all I'm doing it's is Carl stopping Drew. every ten seconds to make sure that I'm getting it right and yes. I'm not. It's and then Carl you Drew. do that. Sorry, that was my like, look. I <laughs> dyslexia for us on this for three days in increments. No, yes. No, 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 it's it's Carl Drew. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Satan's pimp is good too. Yeah. Yes. Satan's, so Satan's Robin pimp said Carl. that <laughs> when Satan's pimp found out <laughs> that uh, she, her girlfriend Karen Marston, and a rando named Willie, who was also a follower of Drew, bless it, and his what? Rag, yep, and his ragtag cult went out looking for Doreen. They found her on a bar on Bedford Street. Carl grabs her, throws her in the car. Then they drive out to behind the high school where her body was found. He parked and told Doreen that she could not afford to go out on her own, and he backhanded her. The men then pulled her out of the car and took her out under the bleachers while Karen and Robin stayed in the car. When the two dudes come back, after what she said was just a matter of minutes, it was without Doreen. According to her statement, Robin said that she and Karen had not seen or heard anything. She asked what had happened to Doreen, and Satan's pimp's response was, you don't want to know. Ooh. Well, friends, the forensic evidence will say otherwise. Uh-oh. So if we all remember. We might not. Right. The medical <laughs> examiner painted a very different picture of Doreen's death. Right. They were saying, the medical examiner said. Right. There was sexual torture. Right. Not assault. Torture. And the beating and stoning that Doreen suffered would not have been silent. No. Karen and Robin would have heard something, not to mention the timeline isn't adding up. There's no way her death happened in a matter of minutes. No. What Robin didn't know was that her girlfriend, Karen, was also talking to the police. (laughs) And her version was surprise to no one. Completely different. A little different. According to Karen... Satan's pimp was the ringleader of this cult, but that Robin was also a leader in the group. Mm. Satan's little helper. Mm-hmm. Karen Sa- said, "Satan's aspiring." Yes, pimp. yeah. As- Satan's aspiring she, she pimp. pimp. Yes, Karen said that the murders were ritualistic sacrifices that all in the group had to attend, and that Robin was the one that told them all they had to participate in the mutilation of the bodies. Oh no! Karen was also a drug addict, and she refused to testify. So her statements didn't really, unfortunately, mean much, and they considered her an unreliable witness. Fuck. But she kept giving them info, even though with each interview, 
She became more and more scared and paranoid. She was convinced she'd be next. Karen Marsden was reported missing on February 9th, 1980. Of course she was. So, in April of 1980. Two months later? Mm-hmm. Okay. In a nearby beach town, a man was clearing some land. Uh-oh. And found, I'm almost, I'm close. <laughs> uh, found the top half of a human skull. Oh. The police did a search of the property, found some jewelry, one high-heeled shoe, pieces of a woman's sweater, animals, um, and it turned out it was Karen Marsden. Very shortly after that, um, the animals. Yeah. They, they like ripped her apart along with the jewelry and the clothing right. and whatnot. Right. So shortly after she was found, a woman named Sunny Sparta calls the police. Jesus Christ. That is the coolest name. Sunny Sparta? I have uh-huh. heard Fantastic. in days. Uh, she <laughs> said that Robin Murphy had killed Karen and that the killings with the cult had gone too far. Sonny was an ex-sex worker and Robin Murphy's ex-lover. She told the police that Robin had admitted to her what she had done to Karen. And then others started to come forward and say that Robin was way more involved than she had let on. And that the info she was feeding to the police was to save her own ass. Mm -hmm. Of course course. it was. Right, which is why she came forward so quickly after Pedo Ass got arrested. Pedo Ass is going to sing like a fucking bird. Right. Another man... Another pimp named Carl Davis. Jesus. Was also implicated. Too many Carls. Right. Robin, who was in witness protection at this time, was then brought back to Fall River and arrested. And warrants for both Carls were issued, but they were already in jail for assault charges. So, yay. Now buckle up. Oh. What? Okay. Now we're buckling up. I can only have so many buckles. Yeah. Yeah, strap in. I'm already there. What is this bag full of? Buckles. (laughs) Buckles. <laughs> so it was now Robin's turn to sing, and which, of course, sing she did. She said that Karen was killed on Carl Drew's orders because she was a liability to the cult. She said that he forced her to help murder Karen with Carl Davis to prove her loyalty to the cult. Robin said she was forced Bitch, I to drag Karen you. out of a car by the hair and participate in a ritual stoning, as they did. Carl Drew then cut off one of her fingers and broke her neck. Then Robin, who said at the time she was in a trance-like state of bullshit, Mm. slit Karen's throat. The Carls then tore off her head Ah! and kicked it around like a fucking ball. Carl Drew then carves an X into Karen's torso, starts to speak in tongues of bullshit, but it does get worse. Carl okay. Drew dips his thumb in Karen's blood, makes an X on Robin's forehead, then performs oral sex on Karen's dead, headless body ah! before he dumps her in the woods, I know douses her in gasoline, and sets her in fuego. This is a super needless detail. To the body or the head? Well, the vagina. Oh. I thought you said oral sex. Oral sex. Vagina. He performed oral sex. Oh, he did. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. He got it. did it. <laughs> was like... This isn't like a reanimator situation where like the head yeah. just no. Why why would you do that? I don't why know. Why does anyone in this story do anything that they've done? So I like that that's that's the detail I'm hung up on. Right. Like, wait, wait, wait. So I can get past everything else. <laughs> but this one thing. Where did the oral 
oral sex take place? Which part? How? How did the, I need every detail? He performed on oral that. sex on her dead body. Right. Like body. when you said that, this is going to be dark, but you know, here we are. I thought she meant skull fucking. No, I had one of those, didn't I? I did have a skull fucker. Which story was that? I don't remember. Oh yeah, Rock Thoreau. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that fucking guy. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I almost want to edit that out. Yeah. So, no. no, don't ever. Don't edit anything ever we say. We don't edit this, by the way, guys. You get what you get. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're surprised by that. So. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm so happy you got the Too Many Cooks of reference. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Snarf. Oh. So, we're going to wind this up. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're going to round this out here. So, El- Andy Maltias, pederast was the first to go to trial January 1981 where he was convicted of the murder of Barbara Raposa and got life without the possibility of parole. He died of cancer in 1998. Good. Robin Murphy's lawyer convinced the court that she was under the influence of a satanic cult and with all her turning state's evidence on every fucking buddy, she got a charge of second degree murder and life with the possibility of parole for the murder of Karen Marsden. She was released on June 10th, 2004, but fucked that up by violating her parole and was back in prison 2011, where she sits today and keeps going for appeals. The last one was in 2017. Who was this again? Robin. Robin. Aspiring sheephead. Yeah, aspiring sheephead. The case against Carl Davis, not Carl Drew Satan's pimp, Carl Davis. Other Carl. Right. That was supposedly there when Karen was killed and they kicked her head around like a ball. Right. Too many Carls. Right. Too many Carls. Uh, his case totally fell apart and he never went to trial at all for fucking any of it. Huh. Never fear, though, because in 1982, he was arrested for assaulting three months pregnant Sonny Sparta. No shit. He beat her and stabbed her in the head. Ah! Because she had given info to the police. He served seven years and is out in a boot some damn where. That's not enough years. Did she survive? Yes. Okay, good. Satan's pimp, Carl Drew, however, had so many other people come out to give testimony against him. Ex-girlfriends, other sex workers. They had more stories of abuse and even more murders. According to a woman named Cookie, the cult killed every 30 days, whether it was humans, animals, or both. Wow. Carl Drew got life without the possibility of parole for the murder of Karen Marsden. Um, a few people afterwards changed and recanted their stories, including Robin Murphy, who said that she wasn't actually there when Barbara Raposa was murdered and that she had made that up to get back at Andy Maltias for molesting her starting at the age of 11. In fact, she recanted her entire story in 1984 to try to get a new trial. Of course she did. That's not how trials Mm -hmm. work. Carol Fletcher, (laughs) another key witness, said that Karen Marston's death didn't actually take place in the woods, but at the Harbor Terrace housing projects where Sonny Sparta lived. And that is also where they held their black masses in her apartment. In Sonny's apartment. Yes. She said that Karen was actually dismembered and dumped in different locations, which could make sense why only her skull was found. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, animals aren't going to get rid of an entire body like that. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Right. Paul Carey, a detective who worked on the case, gave his theory, to which he said, I still believe that Murphy was the real ringleader, not Drew, 
that Levesque was murdered because Murphy was also in love with her and became jealous when Levesque started seeing Drew. I believe Murphy and Marsden were present when Levesque was killed. I think Murphy killed Raposa because Raposa was in love with Maltius. Murphy admitted that she and Raposa had previously been lovers, and I believe Murphy killed Marsden because of the two previous murders. Marsden was at the scene, and I believe Murphy knew that she was the weak link and might get them convicted. So throughout this entire clusterfuck, the nature's fuckery known as Freetown State Forest <laughs> was a constant, being where a lot of the cult's activities took place. The forest has been the location of many murders over the years and is also said to be cursed land. It is also said to be a hotbed for paranormal activity. Gee, I fucking wonder why. Right. Um, no one, by the way, was ever convicted of the murder of uh, Dorian Levescu, which was the first murder that was found. They pretty much decided that this whole thing was such a clusterfuck. They knew that her murderers were already behind bars, so they never went through with anything. The full investigation. It, yeah, they just figured it would be too much. They were, they've already got life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Except for that one dude. But he wasn't present for her murder. That's right, yeah. He was only there for Karen Marsden, but Other he got nothing for nothing. Carl, done. Carl still says that uh, he was never, there was never a cult, that the media made it up. Um, it, this just sounds like one great big incestual clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. They all knew each other. They were all fucking each other. Fall River is a very small place. It's not yeah. a big town. But is um, Fall River the Gresham of Massachusetts? I, no, no, well, no, no, no. I think no, a lot no. of Massachusetts is the Gresham of Massachusetts. So uh, just Fall River, is Boston like... and Salem. The end. The rest is Gresham. Okay, so no. <laughs> Coming from someone who loves that state dearly, no. Um, uh, Fall River, from what I was seeing there, is kind of like the Everglades of Massachusetts. It's Which in, is the it's in the Gresham lower it's in the lower Cape the South. What? Oh, the Everglades? the Everglades? It's not Gresham. No, it's so... If anything, Gresham is the Everglades of Oregon. That At this point, it's just semantics. <laughs> We're saying the same thing in the, in a different order. <laughs> anyway, guys, so that, that is the clusterfuck story of the Fall River Satanic Sex Cult. Jesus! Thank you, Mark Lasky from Cult Nation and all the other news channels in the Fall River area. I was going to say when I looked it up there were a considerable amount of sources but there weren't it was all like it was news it was, it was news reports news it was just this this guy was convicted of this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wonder um, if there's like public testimony though like if any of that stuff is on public obviously yeah. that's a deep dive. Right. That's a deep, deep dive to That's get that information. That's why I was saying, put, put your thinking hats on, because there's a lot of dots to connect here. Yeah. We, um, we got to make a map. Yeah. We got to make a map. If, there was a lot of players in that game, and it was just an incestual clusterfuck. Too many cooks. But a very interesting story. Too many cooks. Now, here's the thing. So, Satan's pimp kept saying that it was all the media that, that blamed the satanic this. And that. There's but hardly they, any media. None they, of that ever happened. However, every fucking witness, even Sunny Sparta. She, yeah. There's pictures of her apartment with blood spattered walls with upside down crosses. Like, they did these things. Well, yeah, and the media didn't make that up. That, what was Andy? Went to them with that information. It was like, hey, there's a satanic cult. I'm pretty sure is responsible for that bitch's death. But I love Jesus now, so I had nothing to do with it. Right. Even though I'm a rapist. And a pedophile. Yeah. My girlfriend and is now missing. And a sexual sadist. Don't forget that. Of, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> My apologies to that Don't motherfucker that. for right. forgetting he was also a sexual sadist. I which apologize. Is, which is really hilarious. For forgetting your credentials. How dare you forget? Right? Sexually tortured, not just abused. Tortured. Sexually tortured. I don't. And somehow this convicted sexual sadist wasn't a part of it. Esmedy. S at heart. You're all guilty. Every, they're, they're all guilty. Every last one of you. I, f- I feel bad for Karen Marsden and Doreen Lebescu. That's just... And Barbara Raposa. I feel bad. But I, poor Karen Marsden. I mean, she... Un. She tried. She tried. And she, she told them, if you don't find me... They did, did it. it. Carl Drew did it. Satan's pimp. And home... Yeah. So... Jesus. She tried to tell them. She did. But they're like, oh, she's a sex worker. And a drug, and a drug addict. addict. She's she, unreliable. Hey, guess what, motherfuckers? Doesn't matter. If someone's a sex worker and or a drug addict and they come at you with some Mm -hmm. information, you should maybe sit down and be like, this is kind of matching up to what we've heard from other people. So maybe we should fucking look into this. Really hit the nail on the head. I think that Robin and Carl, Satan's pimp, were it. I think that he was. Oh, they were the leaders for sure. Absolutely. So Satan's pimp and the assistant to Satan's pimp? Yes. Yes, I think that he this is what he was using to um, keep his girls in line. And that, you know, he was really trying. They were having black masses and killing animals and doing all these fucking horrible things. So everybody's right where they belong except those three dead girls. Exactly. When you said satanic panic at the beginning of the story, I thought I was going to get mad about some bullshit related (laughs) to the satanic panic. Mm -hmm. Turns out, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If anybody panicked about this cult, a lot of people would have lived. Right. Right. Exactly. that's, That's the thing, especially since they were from that poor yeah area in town they're like mm. yeah you know and there was a lot of um you know the cops there's a lot of bumbling that happened here i think that karen marsden could have mm-hmm. been saved also oh, absolutely this sounds like the castle rock of the northeast is what it is <laughs> i still need to catch up on that <laughs> I have never started watching it, so is it good? Okay. Not even the first one? No. <gasps> it is so... But the first one has stupid, sexy Skarsgård and his Isn't naked Bill, ass. Bill Skarsgård's in it, yeah. Oh, Bill Skarsgård. Yes, I like please. all the Skarsgårds. Yeah. Yeah, stupid, sexy Skarsgårds. Yeah. And uh, this Ugh. isn't necessarily a spoiler, but he is in the second season, too. <gasps> yeah. I didn't think he was going to be, and now I'm really excited. Not telling you where. I don't or care. For what. I'm just excited that but it yeah, happened. He is back for it. He was fucking it is phenomenal. One of the best shows I've ever watched. It's really, really it's really so good. Really good. I can't. Yeah. Oh. It's like fucking dark and it's yeah. And it's just it. Oh, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. The whole Stephen King verse blended, and it's just. Masterful. I I've, I nice. figured out like the opening credits when you watch them mm-hmm. are different chunks of his books. Oh. They're, the opening credits are torn away pages from all of his books. Oh, that's neat. And it like does these different shots of them. They're all obviously like animated, but at the very end when it shows the the title of the show, all of the letters are torn pieces of paper which are supposed to be his books coming together to make one piece. Interesting. Yeah, so really the show is amazing. Show. His longest books were during his cocaine days? Yeah. I haven't read any of them, but yeah. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as long yeah. as books are, he, yeah, when he was doing a lot like, of drugs and alcohol. His cocaine days. Yeah, he completely has no recollection of writing Pet Cemetery. Into it. Which is because he was blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. Also, it was 
one of the I, I think that though. No, I think what he said was like it was the hardest book because a couple of the things were based on his actual life. Like his son almost died mm. in the road, like Gage did, mm-hmm. which clearly traumatic to almost have your son. Mm-hmm. He was talking about it one time. He's like, I kind of took it as like a what if it had actually happened. Right. And that for me is one of the reasons why that book freaks me out so much. Cause like, holy shit, it's so real in that sense. I haven't read any of his books. Um, so I have, I just bought the newest Chuck Palahniuk book and okay. I still have to finish the Harry Potter series. And if you, I'm going to finish all of the books that I haven't read downstairs. And then I've got it and the shining. Yes. I'm going to start with those. And then if I like him, which I cannot start. imagine that I won't um, like him. I think a, probably a good place to start would be one of the anthologies, to be quite honest. Which uh, which is like... There are so many. Dark um, Tower is an uh, anthology, uh, That right? is a thing of its own, but like a short story anthology. Different, oh, okay. different Seasons is my favorite. It's got Apt Pupil, um, Shawshank. Okay. Oh, there's one more. Fuck. That's okay. We're already but, running over an hour and a half. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> but yes, highly recommend any of those. The Dark Half. The thing is, I've liked... Every single movie and show that I've watched yeah. based on his works, I can't imagine why I wouldn't like the books. And also, exactly. on my plane ride back here, mm-hmm. watched uh, 1922 Ooh. on Netflix and uh, in the Tall Grass, nice. which I are that one yet. both great. Um, I need to redo my Audible subscription because they have, and I've read Pet Cemetery a thousand times, but on Audible they have the ebook read by Michael C. Hall. which i am really already went for it i'm like ready but yeah (laughs) and then i guess they have your spread eagle on the bed like just you're tied up ankles and stirrups gerald's game it's another stephen king okay and netflix show that i've been meaning oh yeah yeah with the whole tied to the bed weird thing um also before we leave you because sorry this is a hundred years long um, yeah, my story. I I tried. I that there's was no the, way that was the condensed it. version. There's still so oh, much I information I could have put in there, testimony wise. Yeah, no, there's no way to there, make that. That any was shorter. the condensed version. Yeah. Patreon. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. be read testimonies. We out. have to set. We have to schedule. It's a great fucking story, to do though. our first yes, Patreon episode. We will. Which hi to all of you. Um, there weren't any new people since last time. I don't think. I'm just gonna uh, say this now, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. because of the scheduling with the upcoming trip to LA, holidays yeah. and whatnot. Uh, let's aim for uh, first week of January, and we'll start releasing the Patreon episodes in January. Yeah, down. Does that work for you guys? Word. Perfect. All right, that's that an on-air recorded pre- dedication for you guys. That will be. That will also give us time to prepare because these ones we'll be doing together. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for those of you that want to come see our live shows we have we'll be doing a live hoedown on the 30th uh right is that right yeah yes saturday this saturday kelly's olympian wait what yeah oh fuck my life yeah <laughs> nope that's this weekend yep <laughs> well <laughs> this weekend 4 we p.m a, we have a live show at four o'clock kelly's this, olympian this 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 weekend. We actually go on oh. at 4.30. You're one of my favorite people. Yay. <laughs> but yeah. So I love you too. We, I love you both dearly. But yes, we'll we'll have the live hoedown. It'll You're be okay. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you realize I had a podcast for almost you? two years with Adam Posse. This is who I am now. Oh, that's fair. I get, yeah, okay. That makes sense. I know at Alex's show last night. 
I was gonna say something shitty because that's just how I am to him. Like I walked up to him and he's like, "You look threatening as always." <laughs> I was like, "You know how to compliment a lady, Alex Falcone. Yes, you do." Um, but I was gonna say something shitty online and be like, "Man, get out of here!" You suck, but I couldn't right. do it. I had to be. I love that guy. Yeah, Falcone's a great dude. He is, and I wish him all of the luck in L.A. Good luck, Alex. We'll see you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> right? I had to get one in. We're just kidding. Um, but yeah, so this fucking Saturday. Cool. Kelly's Olympian. I'll be there. Buy tickets. Share the link. Um, yeah. Go go do that. Do the thing. Buy the Stuff tickets. Come see us. Still working on merch. Don't you worry about it. And we also have a very exciting investigation coming up <gasps> real soon. We do. So uh, we will more tell you details more in on about that. a week. Yeah. So. And then we are going to do a hoedown afterwards with yep. all the members of Hella Paranormal Investigations. Yep. So very exciting things. And It'll be great. I'm going to demand that one of the merch is, is a T-shirt or a bag that yep. just says, fuck your house, Bob. Well, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck we've, you, Bob. We've had requests. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. We have so many. It's it's time. Well, we didn't want to be that podcast that's like, hi, we have two episodes. Here's 5,000 pieces of merchandise right, right, to buy. Right. We wanted to like build and actually yeah. have people want things. And right. actually so, buy things. Yes. Right. I'm like... I don't want to put hundreds of dollars into nothing and just have it sit around forever. Right. I want this awesome stuff well, it, it to be presumptuous to me. Yeah. I mean, everybody do your own thing your way. Oh, just yeah. for me, it felt presumptuous. Same. So Agreed. I was like, I would feel like a dick doing that. I'm not going to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, but we have so many ideas. We have so many requests. Somebody, now, so uh, somebody also requested a water bottle that says Von Y Water Daddy, which, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huh. Um, also... We should have a water bottle that says two hours worth of vodka. Also, yes. Yes. Oh. I'm yes. into all of these things. Or just a picture of you sloshed with the, the I subtitle. Have that, I have that Two sticker. hours worth of vodka. That's a thing. That is a thing. Um, but also somebody gave me the idea for pop sockets. So if you guys use those oh, on sure. your phone. Oh, yeah. Ghost yeah, Ghost and Hose pop sockets, which okay. would, I would use. I love sure. their pop socket, sure. except it's broken right now. I've got one that we got at Powell's that was on sale, but I would like a branded one. Yeah, Ooh, we can yeah, do let's that. do it. Um, so yeah, we've got plenty of ideas. If you have more ideas, please always send them to us because we love. Instead, to <laughs> instead of ideas. being a podcast with two episodes and a million pieces of merch, we'll be one that's you know fifty episodes. And a actually, million pieces guess of merch. what? This <laughs> episode headed. This is actually episode number forty. Oh Woo! wow! Yeah. So you guys are awesome. We love you. We do. So Thank you all much. for all your reviews always. that we've been getting and the ratings. Oh, yeah. Do and doing that. Oh, keep doing it. It helps us. Um, if anybody knows Bill Hader, can you please point him in this direction? Because oh, she's being thirsty. I, <laughs> I'm not even sorry. <laughs> Pretty I'm sure not, he's married. He's not. That's he's divorced. Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> not sorry, Bill Hader. I love your face. Um, also, he's super into true crime, though. Pretty sure she wants oh, to sit bad. on it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if if he if you got him in here. Oh, you wouldn't be only the only one trying to sit on his face. I do not find him attractive, basically at all. But I love him so much. Yeah, I can't explain. Like, it's one of those things where I never knew who he was really until it chapter two came out. He's I recognize literally. It took everything. you that long? Yeah, well, no, I knew that he was like on SNL, but I haven't watched it in SNL, decades. South Park, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That okay, been in that I've seen. Like, Barry, like, all I kinds of also things. Also, haven't watched Barry, but I need to because. But like, so he good. came, like, I recognized his Stefan gifts, but I never actually, because I don't watch SNL uh-huh. anymore. 
So I was like, oh, yeah, this gif is hilarious. But I never looked into it. And then. He's my, a writer for South Park. Yes, I know yeah. that now. Which I also haven't watched in decades. But it's a fucking amazing anyway. show. So recently, I was like, my friend was talking to me after she saw it. And she's like, oh, Bill Hader was so good. I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, you know, Bill Hader. I'm like, no. And so then I started watching more. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and I was I watched all of the stuff on I have a new clips. obsession. Right. Like all of the Stefan skits, I watched them in one giant block. Sketches. What? Yes. Sure. Fine. But <laughs> just his face every time he would break. I'm like, yeah. I can't. You should watch uh, the Skeleton Twins. Yes. Him and uh, Kristen Wiig yes. are perfect. But yeah, Bill Hader, listen to our show and then let me sit on your face. Well, that sounds vaguely threatening. That's a. Sounds- <laughs> That's been brought up three times, and I don't think he's coming now. Maybe if I say who knows, maybe well, maybe. But also, without that, just listen to the show. There you go. So, all right. Well, I can behave. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I wouldn't count on that. Um, that's fair. Mm. Yeah. So, well, we love you. Rate, review, subscribe. Please tell everybody you know. Share our way. Share the things. Share, share, share. Come see us this fucking weekend. Oh boy! If you're important. In three days. Holy balls! Check the website. I think it's hahaharvestfest.com. It's also on Facebook. I shared it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a show. Go to our social media. Hooray! But we don't have to prepare any stories. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a hoedown. We are gonna have guests, and they'll tell us their stories. So, oh, hooray! That's good. <laughs> that's great. I know. Cool. Oh, Anyhow, boy. all right. Well, we're gonna let Randall get on with his day. So, yes. till next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. Fucker. Oh boy. House fucker. <laughs> Fuck your house. Fuck your house, Bob. Fuck it so <laughs> hard. Teabag the shit out of your house. I'm gonna fuck your house, Bob. Right in the mouth. I'm gonna I'm a- fuck I'm your house's that mouth. Door. <laughs> I'm just gonna rub my ass all I'm over the door. I'm gonna rub my nuts all over your fucking house, all over your hutch, all over the china in the hutch, on your dog's face. You have a dog? If you don't, I'm gonna get you one and rub my nuts on its face. I'm gonna rub my ass like a dog across the carpet. <laughs> What is wrong with us? Everything. <laughs> give us another, Almost everything. Give us another kiss. Ah, fuck. <laughs>